Sports is no longer just about the game itself. To be a success and to find fulfillment in the game, it takes more. The mental, relational, and cultural component has become more of a focus. No longer is talent enough. An athlete has to be trained in a holistic manner to reach their potential. Training the Complete Athlete provides a wide variety of interviews and informational podcasts for coaches, parents, and athletes to gain insight to reach a higher level of performance. So I'm excited to welcome one of my former teammates, uh, Lisa Hashimoto Hall. I know she's probably been Lisa Hall longer than she was Lisa Hashimoto, but um, I, you know, once you play with an athlete, you always kind of stick with their their nicks their nicknames and their uh, the their original names. And so, um, Lisa, as sharing stories, she was probably one of the highlights of of my time playing at Utah because so much of the humor and great memories uh, had Lisa involved. Um, so I'm excited to talk to her. She's been a coach for a long time. She's been a mom and we're going to talk about raising, uh, kiddos with special needs and keeping them involved in the sporting world. Cause, uh, as a sports community, uh, we have gotten to be pretty isolating. And so we wanted to talk about, um, how to be more inclusive with all of our kids so they can get this great experience. So I'm excited to talk to you, Lisa, and hear about what it's been like for you to raise a kiddo with special needs in the world of sports. Yeah. Awesome. Thanks for having me. Cause I appreciate it. So what has been some of the misconceptions that you guys have dealt with when it comes to having a kiddo get involved with sports or even other activities um, as they're growing up? You know, I was talking to my husband about this last night and I don't know why, but we were kind of stumped on this question. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that like all kids are, they're kind of different uh, with what, you know, special needs that they do have. Um but I don't know why that this question kind of stumped us. And I, I think it's because like with Bradley's autism, um, you know, I, I grew up in sports. I love sports. I knew I always wanted to play sports in college and that's what I did. And, and when I had kids, I'm like, well, guess what you guys are going to do? You're going to play sports, right? That's, that's just how it's done in this family, especially with softball. My dad plays softball. My grandpa played softball. I'm like, sorry guys, that this is just what's done in this family. <laughs> And so I always knew that I wanted my kids to play sports. Um, and, you know, when you have a son or daughter, whoever, diagnosed with any kind of special needs, my, my son was diagnosed with autism. Um, some of your dreams for them are kind of dashed and you just don't know what their interests are going to be or what they're going to be able to do or want to participate in. Um, and with autism, the the spectrum is so broad. Mm-hmm. You know, you could have a severely... Um, mentally challenged child with autism uh, who can't ever communicate, um, can't ever do a lot of things, you know, maybe in a wheelchair to some that are higher functioning, Mm -hmm. you know, that may be able to do a lot of things. And mine was kind of mild. Mm -hmm. My son was diagnosed with kind of a mild form of autism, but sports was never something that he ever wanted to do. So that was kind of a hard question for us because um, we just... (laughs) He, he just was never able to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think some of the misconceptions that maybe we felt with him were uh, that even though he was mentally challenged, he still wanted to be included with some things. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Absolutely. You know, cause that's the thing is, is 
you know, and I think it's a good point when you say your dreams for your kids are dashed because lots of times we think, oh, our kid's going to be the next this, you know, we we always think big for our kids or or, are very hopeful. And that doesn't always happen, whether it be special needs or maybe your kid just doesn't want to do the stuff that you were into. You know, I joke, I'm, I'm raising a theater child not a softball player. And people think I should be devastated. And I'm like, no, it's great. You know, but when we raise our kids, we always have grand plans and then yeah. life, life happens, right? Yeah. Whether yeah. it be, you know, special needs or medical conditions, or they're just not passionate or they're just not talented in those things. And they think, why would I want to do this? Yeah. And so yeah. sometimes I think as parents, it's hard for us to let, let those things go. But I also think when you talk about the misconceptions is they think, well, this person doesn't want to be involved or, yeah. you know, Hey, maybe this, this isn't even an interest to them, but every kid wants to be included. To mm-hmm. some degree, yeah. right? They yeah. want to feel a part of something, right? Yeah, so oh, exactly. How did that impact your, your kiddo? So with Bradley, did he ever feel like, wait, hey, I'm not included or I feel left out? You know, not in the beginning, not when he was younger. I don't think he understood that, mm-hmm. you know? And so that's why, like, it was such a hard question for us is because I did, I did try to put him into T-ball. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was such a struggle because in his little mind, everything is routine oriented. So if I said, be ready for the ball, he would expect that the ball was going to be coming to him every mm-hmm. single time. And when it didn't, oh man, that's when we lost it. And that's when we had kind of a tantrum and I had to carry him off the field. And I just thought, this is not going to work. He doesn't have the mental capacity yet to understand what's going on. The ball isn't going to come to him Mm -hmm. that everything doesn't, isn't going to work out perfectly in sports. Like if I say, oh, you know, go kick the ball into the goal. Well, you're going to have the other team taking the ball away from you. So it's just not going to work like you have it in your mind. Mm -hmm. And so for him, it just, he didn't have that mental capacity just yet. Mm -hmm. It wasn't until probably just in the last few years that he was like, well, wait, my brother's going out. My sister's going out. Why am I not getting invited to practice or yeah, or somewhere? Yeah, 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 exactly. And so so it, it came later when he started understanding things and being able to ask questions like, well, why, why, what does this mean? So how, how did that impact you guys as a young family, you know, trying to do, you know, sports, like you say, your family grew up in sports. So you're kind of like, okay, we're going to start our kids in sports. And for Bradley, that was a big obstacle to overcome. How did that impact you? How did his teammates handle that around him? You know, they were all good because all the parents, um, they were, anytime we were on a team, it was people from our neighborhood. Mm -hmm. And so all the parents understood, Mm -hmm. um, I think all the kids understood as they grew up with Bradley, they kind of got who Bradley was mm-hmm. and that he had struggles. And I'm hoping the parents, you know, inform their kids and communicated with the kids. Hey, hey, this is Bradley. He's, he's special. He might have the times where he, he throws tantrums and, you know, um, but it was hard as a parent mm-hmm. uh, when he was throwing those tantrums, you know, I remember feeling embarrassed and just, it, it's hard to, you know, come to grips with, oh, God, my kid's not one of those normal ones that, you know, is playing out there on the field. And so you, again, you kind of almost go through like a grieving process of who my kids should have been, what he should have been able to do, and he isn't able to do those things. Mm -hmm. And so I I think as a young family, it was, it was an adjustment. It was hard to try to deal with those emotions and and going through that. So what, what was Bradley's interest when he was growing up? What are things that he <laughs> felt like he wanted to be engaged with? And it may not have been a social. 
it was animals. It was little, it was toys. Mm. It was movies. Mm. And that's what he loved growing up. He loved animals. And so anytime we went to a store, it was, oh, let's go get a big old thing of animals mm. and let's watch shows with animals in it. And so I got, he was I got into- a kid for sure. <laughs> we would have been buddies when he was growing yeah. up. <laughs> yeah. And so I had to just come to terms with my little guy is not going to play sports, even though this is what I love. I have to go with what he's interested in right now. And so that's what we did. We didn't do sports. Um, and we, we did animals, we did movies, whatever he was interested in. Well, I think that is, that's a really important understanding for parents that we've got to meet our kids where they're at. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I joke with my daughter, um, she's very engaged in things that I, that I, have no interest in, in like Marvel. <laughs> uh, and when she talks about Marvel movies, it's like listening to Greek. I, I just don't understand, but I don't, <laughs> as I say, I just got to meet her where she's at and, and yeah. try and be engaged in the things that they, they are. And, and not every kid is going to take off in the world of sports or, or even in the musical world, if we're, if we're mu- musically gifted. And I think, like you said, you got to, to take interest in what they're, they're into. You know, exactly. Because that's where the connection comes. It's being able to connect with whatever they're into. Um, well, and, and, and now, I mean, um, I can't get him to have a conversation about certain things, but if we have a conversation about what he loves, he will sit there and talk to me. And I just, I'm like, great. We'll talk about what you want to talk about, buddy. So yeah, you're right. You're right. So, um, you, I mean, you're a coach, you've been a coach for a long time. You've coached a lot of different ages. So you've seen from little kids to high school and, you know, back in the day that when you're still doing camps with like, and being in the college setting. So what are some of the tips that you can give coaches if they have a kiddo with special needs on their team, what are things that they can do to be supportive? You know, I think the biggest thing, and I've tried to do this as a parent is have the coaches talk to the parents because the parents are going to know what's best for the, this child with special needs. Right. And so I usually go up to a teacher before school starts or, or to whoever, you know, Bradley does mountain biking. He's on the mountain biking team now because it's something he can do, mm-hmm. you know? And so I've just gone and explained to the coach, Hey, this is, this is how Bradley works. This is, um, what he, uh, uh, what motivates him, or this is something that does not motivate him. <laughs> Don't bring it up and we'll be fine. Um, like I said, he's on, on the mountain bike team and we cannot call it a race because then he gets anxious and he gets nervous and he thinks he's got to compete with these kids. We call it going out for a ride. Mm-hmm. He just goes out, does a ride on the course and and call it good. Mm-hmm. And he just loves just the, the people cheering for him. Mm-hmm. And that's what that's what uh, makes him feel good. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that's the biggest thing is coaches talking to parents and just finding out those things that what makes him tick, what makes him um, go, oh, okay, I want to, I want to do this. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think another thing is, is just like, it, it doesn't have to be some grand and huge gesture. It just can be small and simple, just something, a high five. Cause you know, in my son's case, he doesn't communicate. He doesn't really want to talk. Mm-hmm. He loves people cheering for him. He loves people giving him five, five. He loves people talking to him saying, Hey, Hey Bradley, mm-hmm. you know, cause it, like I said, it doesn't have to be little just enough to make him feel included, mm-hmm. but all these kids are going to be different. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's why it's important to talk to those parents to find out what makes their kid mm-hmm. tick. Mm-hmm. 
Well, and that is, I think that's one of the most important things that coaches can do. And as I say, since you work with so many ages, you probably see that time over and again of knowing what makes kids tick is the most important thing because they want to feel seen and understood, right? Yeah. You know, I I think about all the different conversations I have with kids when they get to third base, every kid, it's a totally different conversation to, you know, one of my kids is having another, uh, well, I, I pray for a baby sister because this would be six boys. So we talk about the new baby or, you know, another one is super duper into baseball. So we talk about that. But knowing and understanding, I think is really important. And I think sometimes parents or, or coaches don't want to go to parents. I think coaches are scared of parents. I know they yeah. are because I've been a coach. So parents, it is important to maybe make the first move and say, hey, these are things that I can give you insight into, into, oh, my, into my kiddo. So uh, because what you're really doing is you're setting everybody up up for success. You're setting your yes. kiddo up for success. You're setting your coaches and, and their teammates up for success. So what actually led us to this conversation? And it's funny how many conversations for my podcast have come from posts of my friends. I'm like, oh my gosh, that's amazing. I want to talk to you about that. And you had posted about Bradley's experience with his baseball team. Um, yeah. Because, and I, and I do want to talk to you more about how you guys figured out that Viking was his jam. Um, but talk to me a little bit about what happened with baseball and Bradley this year. You know, and, and and Bradley, like I said, he never had any interest in playing baseball. I, I probably ask him every year, "Hey, buddy, you want to you want to play baseball?" And he's like, "No, I don't want to play baseball." And we'll go and try and throw catch, and it lasts about thirty seconds. And he's like, "Can I be done?" And I'm like, "Yep, we can be done." So it's definitely not his thing to want to play. Um, but the head coach had contacted me and just said, "Hey, do you think Bradley would ever be interested in being the bat boy?" And I said, "You know, uh, I don't know." let's try it, you know, cause I, I, I do want my son to be pushed. Um, if, if he doesn't do anything, then he's just going to be, you know, sedentary and just get used to it and be comfortable. I want him to be pushed out of his comfort zone because just like my other kids, it's good for him mm-hmm. to, to know how to overcome something that was hard, mm-hmm. you know? And so I said, Hey buddy, do you think you want to be the bat boy? And of course his answer at first was no, 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 no. Because it was something he hasn't done. Mm-hmm. It was out of his comfort zone. And I said, let's try it. All you do is you put a helmet on and you run out and get the bat. And that first game he did it. And um, I don't know if I want to use the word hooked because he never really expresses anything, uh, but he, he did it and he enjoyed it and he wanted to go back. Usually if he says, Oh, I gotta go. I gotta go to, I gotta go be the bat boy for the baseball team. We know that he's enjoying it and he's liking it. And so um, he, he, he just took it and the boys just made him again. I think this is important to just feel a part of it. They tucked him. Hey, Bradley, he'd show up at the park. Hey buddy, how you doing? Talking to him. And even though he didn't may not have answered back or may not have expressed himself well, he felt loved and wanted. And he always wanted to keep going back because those guys paid him a little bit of attention. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, that's just kind of how it happened. Well, and I think that's, you know, such a good modeling of how teams should be, no matter what the situation is with any kid, every kid is got their own things to battle and overcome and to be able to reach outside of themselves to pick up teammates, I think is absolutely huge. And, you know, like you say, Bradley may not interact the same way or may not want to talk that, that, that attention, knowing that somebody sees him and appreciates him. It's oh, so yeah. important. It's, it's so huge. important. 
And it's not, I mean, it was great for Bradley, but God, think about what those boys on the team are learning, Mm -hmm. you know, acceptance and including somebody that's different than them. And so I love it that it's, it's good for them too. Yes. And I know for, as a coach that has worked with younger kids that have had special needs, it's a huge growth for a coach as well, right? Because we get so tunnel visioned as coaches. Mm -hmm. We know we get tunnel visioned on certain things and it pulls us out of our tunnel vision and really reminds us of why we coach. It's because we love being with kids. We want to see them grow. We want them to, to, to see them build as a team. And it, it feeds us probably 10 times more than we could ever, you know, give to our, our, our kids. Mm -hmm. So, so Bradley got, you know, was involved with baseball but he's on the um, biking team, which I always forget. Utah has so many cool sports that we do not have. <laughs> I remember when our teammate told me that Kenton was on the mountain biking team. I go, wait, what? You have a what? Yeah. Um, but yeah. You know, when you live next to some of the best mountains in the world, that's what you do. So how did that come about? And how did he get involved and say, okay, mom, this is what I want to do? So you're going to laugh again. He never came to me and said, this is what I want to do. <laughs> so you said, Bradley, let's try this. <laughs> this is what you're going to do. <laughs> you know, he always liked riding his bike growing up. Mm-hmm. And like I said, I, even though he did have these interests, I did want him to be active in something, you know, because I just feel like, you know, exercise and, and that's going to be good for you. I wanted you to be, phys- I want him to be physically fit yeah. uh, because I like to be physically fit. And so I said, you're going to do something, you know, you're not going to just, even though, yes, you love movies. I do want you to have an activity in your life. And, and I saw, I think I just saw it online where it was the mountain bike team and our neighbor across the street was on the mountain bike team. And I said, how do I get involved? How do I, how do I do this? When can they start? And they can, I believe they can start in seventh grade. Um, seventh and eighth graders start, I think it's called junior Devo. Uh, they do like three races and that's, oh gosh, when did we start? Did we start? And we might've started in eighth grade and he did that. We went to three races and we didn't do very many practices. They do practice a lot. Uh, we didn't do very many practices, but we just did the few races that were offered. But the cool thing caused about this program, the mountain biking, even though it is a mountain biking team and it is a high school, they do varsity, JV, they have this junior Devo. They also have something called Elevate program Mm -hmm. and it's for kids with special Mm -hmm. needs. They go out and they only do maybe part of the track. Mm -hmm. They maybe, if they want to do the whole track, they can do the whole track. They do have a modified track. Mm -hmm. They have a rider go with them. And the coolest thing and hopefully I don't get emotional here, but I might. The coolest thing. Sorry. No, it's. <laughs> is the first time he went around that track. Is seeing because they do have this writer with them. They all know that it's special needs writer. And you should see the people just cheer for them as they come. And again, it's one of those things. It's just a cool experience for a mama, but I'm sure it's a cool experience for him too, to have these people just cheer for him that I never thought again that my son would be able to experience. I mean, I, I grew up having people cheer for me and just having that in my life and to see him have that. And as he crossed the finish line, he puts his hand up in the air. It was the coolest thing for me to experience. And it was the coolest, you know, again, he doesn't express much, but I know that it was something that um, made him feel good too. So yeah, that's, that's an awesome thing 
about mountain biking is this Elevate program that they do have for these special needs kids. It's pretty awesome. It's a pretty awesome experience. And, and I think it's a good model that so many other sport programs should look to to see how they can include more kids. And oh, are they, yeah. you know, once again, they're not training to be Olympians. They're not training to be no. professional athletes. They're, tr- you know, they're doing this activity to honestly do what we originally intended sports to do was yeah. to have fun and make friends and stay active. And yeah. as we yeah. get lo- lost in kind of the chaos of sports, we really need to get back to the foundation. And, you know, it's, it's interesting. Like I think about all the roles that, that play in sports and even if a kid isn't an athlete and still wants to participate, there's so many things that kids can do to be engaged in sports that we sometimes forget. I think of the movie Bench Warmers. It's like a totally like <laughs> a, a staple in my house. And I think of the guys that were the announcers. And my husband's always telling my daughter and her best buddy that aren't athletes, go be the announcers. That would be hilarious because they're so funny, right? Or the kid that wants to do stats. You know, it's these. Yes. You know, there's so many ways to get kids involved. And, you know, it's, I, I challenge parents to maybe look outside the box. Like you did said, Hey, my kid loves to ride his bike. I'm going to find some way to make that happen. Or hey, yeah. my kid, I can't get him out of the pool. How do I get him engaged in something that he can be in the water all the time? Or, yeah. you know, my, you know, for me, I always like, Oh, you have a singing kid. This is what you should do with your, your kid that sings yeah. show tunes all the time. Um, because I think as parents and I, and I, and I guess this is my next question to you, Lisa, was there times that you're like, I literally don't know where to start. I don't know where to start (laughs) and I don't even know what this looks like. So, you know, that would be even hard just where to start. Well, and that was your kid in a successful spot. Yeah. I mean, that's from day one, right? Uh, You know, you get a child with autism and you don't know where to start from the beginning. And then as they progress and get better again, again, I just am like, how, how do I do this? What do I do? And so I think it's cool that the coach reached out to me. Mm-hmm. And so I think as a coach, think about well, how can I reach out to one of these kids? Could they come and maybe be the water girl, the water boy? Could they come for a little bit for practice and maybe put the basketballs away or maybe yep. come shoot with us? What, what can we do to include these kids? Because they're really not getting included outside mm-hmm. of school. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, every once in a while, Bradley gets invited somewhere, but it's every once in a while. Mm-hmm. And again, they just want to feel a part of something. Mm-hmm. They want to be invited too. Yeah. And I get that like out, if, if you don't have a child with special needs, it's scary. You don't know what to do to have this child in your home. I do get that, but man, um, it's tough. And so, yeah, I was looking at what, what can I do to get his peers to maybe be involved with him just a little bit more? So I, I, I was appreciative of that baseball coach to even reach out mm-hmm. to Bradley. And I'm appreciative of, of Bradley's mountain biking coaches to just be so, God, just, just almost direct me mm-hmm. and, and help me through the process and go, okay, well, this is what Bradley's going to do. This is, you know, this is what we're going to do for him. This is what, uh, you know, if he only wants to come to practice for this amount of time, you know, they, they're very, they, they help me know what to do, I guess I should say, inform me of what my options are. Mm-hmm. So I think as coaches, we can reach out mm-hmm. and try to figure out what, how we can include these kids. I think that's a, that's a very good point. Cause I mean, as I say, as coaches, we do get tunnel vision and we think yeah. we got to put the best people out there instead of 
How do we make this an overall experience, especially coaching high school, because we have access to more kids, right? You know, I mean, when club sports, you don't have exposure to as many, as many kids, but in high school you do. And how do we give them the same or a great experience that the rest of the, the athletes, or as I say, the actors or musicians and have them be a part of something. So they have a great overall experience as well. Yeah. So what would you tell teammates? Because it sounds like his baseball teammates did an an outstanding job with him. But what would you tell teammates to to give them advice of the best way to be a good teammate to some to to one of their teammates that has special needs? Again, it's just that inclusion and it doesn't have to be this grand gesture. Mm. You know, it's like I said, it's a high five. It's a welcoming as they show up to the field. You know, it's um, maybe being in the dugout and talking to them a little bit, finding out their interests. Yes. And once you find out their interests, I think they'll talk your ear off (laughs) and, and, and listening to them about their interests, you know, because again, that's, that's kind of what friends do, you know, that back and forth talking. um, And once you get, once you get Bradley talking about something he loves, he will sit there and talk your ear off about it, you know, but he's not going to talk about baseball. He's not going to talk about something that is not <laughs> important or that he's, he's not passionate about, but yeah, you get him on something that he likes and he he's, he's going to be right into that conversation, but maybe, you know, just be aware of what they like, mm-hmm. what, what they dislike, what, um, how, how can you just make them feel welcome? You know? And I think that's good advice for all of our student athletes and our coaches to find out what the people around you that you play with, what makes them tick, what they're passionate about. Cause lots of times I think we play with people and go, well, I don't have anything in common. And I'm like, until you ask until you find out what people are into. And you might go, Oh my gosh, you're super into stuff that I am super into. And lots of times we're just like, well, you're just my teammate instead of, wow, we probably live through a lot of the same things and we never just even ask about it. Well, and on his mountain bike team, um, usually the, the rider that rides with Bradley is a coach. Mm. Well, this last year, one of the boys that was a senior, it was the coach's son, mm. wanted to ride with him. And I thought that was the coolest thing mm. for one of his teammates to want to ride with him versus a coach. Mm. And so again, just that, I mean, it, and, and Bradley didn't have a conversation while they were riding. He mm. just rode with him and was just there with him. And that's simple, right? Just really simple. doesn't have to be this great thing. Well, and as I say, sometimes the most simplest actions are the most meaningful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. And as a mother, that meant the world to me mm-hmm. that this, uh, when I found out it was, you know, Hunter that was going to ride with him. I'm like, oh my gosh, that's so cool that Hunter wants to ride with him. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's just, God, just being aware. And, and he got asked to his first dance this year. And again, this girl was so cool to want to communicate. She, and she just, she asked me, <laughs> what, what, what does he like? What are his interests? What would he want to do? What, you know, how, how can I best include him? Mm. This 16, 17 year old girl, you know, acting like an adult. I'm like, this is so cool. This is so cool. So just ask, mm. just ask. So, yeah. So as a mom, what are your words of wisdom as a mom helping your kid through this process? (laughs) What are my words of wisdom to Bradley? (laughs) No, 
helping or uh, helping other parents helping helping other parents parents. oh gosh you know looking back um well it's funny I have a friend who's who's little guy god did he just turn four and I remember just being back there and just worrying a ton and again every kid is different who knows what their kid's going to turn out to be or what, what his, his interests are going to be. But I wish I could look back and just tell myself, man, just relax. Everything will work out. You know, um, you will find stuff for him. There's going to be hard times, really, really hard times, but there are also going to be cool moments where they will be invited to things. Uh, you will find things that they can do. Coaches, people, friends will reach out to you. Uh, and help you out. Um, but I, I guess it's just more, just relax. Things will work out because <laughs> they did, they worked out for Bradley. But with that being said, um, you also do have to find things also. You, the, there is some effort on on the mom part of, of reaching out and saying, Hey, maybe my kid could be a part of this. Um, uh, I, sometimes you do have to reach out as a parent and say, Hey, could we put this play date together? Could we have this party? He, he may not talk, but he just wants to be there with, with the friends. And so there is part of that part of, of reaching out and, and the mom having to do their part. It's not easy, especially when you see the kids interacting and your kids not interacting with them. But I think that helped my son be so, so successful as I, I did reach out and say, hey, let's have a party here. Let's have a birthday party. Let's do this. Let's do that. He may not get invited back and that was okay, but at least we did our part in, in making him feel included and having something for him. And so um, you're going to get your feelings hurt because they're not going to be invited back. Uh, but it is important for you to create those types of activities for your child. Well, and it sounds like you and Matt and your other kiddos have really put into action as much as possible to create, to, to set Bradley up for success. And I think that is what's so important is putting our kiddos and coaches putting their, their athletes into places that they can be successful and have that experience walking away going, Hey, I'm so glad I did that. Like, you know, Bradley knows like, Hey, I want to go be with the baseball team. That was a good experience. Mm-hmm. I'd want to do yeah. it again. And you guys did a great job of putting him in a position to, to be successful. And I think that is a huge, huge component. You know, and I, you know, I hope so. I hope we did the right things. Um, but, and I guess that's another um, tip or, or words of wisdom that I would give to people is just because your child, uh, you know, may struggle mentally, um, push them, push them to do hard things, just like your other kids, make them go out of the, your comfort, their comfort zone. It's going to make you go out of your comfort zone. Cause it's going to be hard to watch, but push them. They can do a lot more than you think that they could ever do. And I don't think Bradley would be where he is today if we hadn't pushed him to do things. And, 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 you know, he doesn't love, I don't necessarily think he loves mountain biking. There are parts of it that he does love, but I'm so glad we put him in it and made him do things that he wasn't comfortable with. Cause uh, you know, just like the other kids that we push, he's progressed. Mm-hmm. He's gotten better with things. So it's not easy, but I, I'm so glad we did it. Yeah. And, and as I think you put that perfect, it's not easy to watch these things as parents sometimes, 
but it is also our role to help push them to the next level because kiddos that aren't challenged that definitely leads to struggles down the road and like you say the more challenges you put in front they step up they Mm -hmm. step up and they do blow blow us all away like I think about when I even start a team that's little of kids that have never played baseball I'm like oh my gosh what are we doing and by the time they get to the end they're I'm always like whoa it's amazing how much growth and if we don't step up and push them they're never going to be able to to reach reach heights that we we worry they can't reach yeah exactly exactly so yeah well Lisa thank you for your words of wisdom as I say as parents we always think that we're failing our kids no matter what we do and (laughs) it's great to hear another parent saying hey keep you know have hope they will figure things out it's okay to push them into things that make everybody uncomfortable because I know sometimes we want to kind of bubble wrap our children and protect them to such degree but pushing them out into the world can be some of the, the, the best things we can do for them. So it's exciting to, to see what Bradley does next. And, um, and I really encourage all the coaches out there to find ways that you can include kids into your program. Even if it's not as an athlete, as I say, it might be a bat boy. It might be a team yeah. manager. It might be somebody that loves stats. It might be somebody that loves something that, you know, your regular uh, athletes that come to compete don't love find ways to include these kids to be a part of a team. Cause no matter what the situation is, that's what people are chasing. They want to be a part of something. They want to have relationships. And as coaches, we can make a, a, a big, take a big step with helping kids be able to achieve that. So Lisa, I greatly appreciate your time. Thank you so much for this insight. I think it's a super important topic. Um, I would love to see more sports uh, model after your uh your biking program that builds programs to be more inclusive. Cause I think that's super duper important. So if you're a coach and you've been thinking about that, find ways to think outside of the box to be more inclusive. So all kiddos can participate. All right, my friend. Thank, thank you. For you your thank time. you. I greatly appreciate it. And we'll be talking to you soon. Check out Train the Complete Athlete anywhere you can find podcasts or go to the website at www.trainingthecompleteathlete.com.